Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. You're listening to ODFM. This episode is one disaster from murder. Excited for this week. You got a good story? Yes. It's I think depressing. I have a pretty decent story. Oh, a depressing one? Oh, it God. is. It's a friend of mine from high school <gasps> that was All right. Good. Yes. So, a friend of yours from high school? Yes, that was murdered. Oh, how did I not ever know about this? I, I guess I didn't realize it was probably a murder case until I read about it. I kind of heard about it, but his mother is fighting to get it claimed as a murder case. And right now it's <gasps> not. It's All right. Well, let's start from the beginning, girl. All right. So it's the case of Adam Lack. So he was in my class, 1993. Yes, I'm old. Same class. Hi. (laughs) I know, right? Okay, we're old. So we lived in Buffalo, Wyoming, not Buffalo, New York. I hear it all the time. So um, my high school is small enough. We know everybody, basically. My class was like 83 people. Adam was a super smart, super sweet guy. I remember him as very kind, very quiet, studious type, big muscly guy, though, because he was a wrestler. Okay. Ended up being our valedictorian and getting a scholarship to Brown University. So, I mean, this isn't just... Oh, my. Yeah, he's not just smart. He's, like, mega smart. He wasn't Buffalo, Wyoming smart. He was was legit smart. Legit, (laughs) full-on United States smart. Yes. (laughs) That's a different level. It is. It is. And let's see, after college, he... So he graduated when he moved back to Iowa, where his family owned a farm, and he worked as an ethanol plant supervisor. So he wanted to be near his family. It's an unsolved death, but it can kind of seem like a conspiracy theory. So you can get judgment from it. But so this is the story I found, and it's told really well. So I kind of had to read it from their point of view. So this is set on July 13th of 2008. That was the night. Okay. Yes. Um, Wait, what was the date? July? July 13th. So we're coming up on the anniversary of it, of 2018. So it's also like, just like a week before I got married. <gasps> yes. Because oh. that was 2008. So of, today is my anniversary. Isn't that funny? Oh, happy anniversary. Ah, this is thanks. how you're spending it. Yes. <laughs> I'm spending it with you. <laughs> well, so well, here, cheers. Here. I, got, cheers. I got my wine. Cheers. And I've got my... <laughs> Huckleberry vodka drink. Oh, nice! Uh-huh. So, <laughs> just on your anniversary, uh-huh. oh, I was in a soap room with some <laughs> with some vodka, <laughs> making a podcast with <laughs> Jenna. <a> podcast. <laughs> Are, is, there, is there anything else you're supposed to do? I oh don't my god! This what is your what anniversary is it? Seventeen. Seventeen, girl. Possible. I know. I, I don't know because we're not old enough for that. So right. So I was totally what, twelve. I don't know. Yes, obviously. Okay. So, this so. is almost. 12 no. years ago then. Okay, great. Right? You do math. No, I didn't do the math. I know it's going to be my 12th anniversary that I cheated. Oh. <laughs> I did not just do the math. <laughs> no. 2008. 2008. Okay. okay. So July 2008. Yes. So Veronica Lack, she's Adam's mom. Okay. She had put in a new leech field on that day. So they have this big farm. She puts in a new leech field and she does it despite a broken and swollen leg. So these are tough people. They're not just anybody. Do we know what those things mean? Because I don't know what any uh, oh, of that means. Oh, a leach field is like a big field overflow for a septic tank. So like okay, you okay. you don't have a regular shitter, you got to... 
<laughs> you get a septic tank if you're not on city. If you're not on a city system, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's for okay. Overflow. Cool. I'm yeah. so glad I asked the the important question now so you know. to clarify that. Now you okay. know. I so only she know. did that even though there was something. Even something though really she broken? has a broken and swollen leg. So she okay. sits down on her sofa, puts up her foot. She watches Late Night with De- David Letterman. She recognizes the sound of Adam's pickup coming in and okay. sitting down. He had just been promoted, so she was excited to talk to him because he'd been promoted to a supervisor position. She okay. looks out the window to the driveway, and that's when she sees a man's figure running away from the house and then jumping into the passenger of a side of his Chevy Impala. And Adam hadn't fully pulled into the driveway, but she saw his pickup under the lights as he turned around and began chasing the Impala down the road. Apparently, they were used to being harassed and seeing silent vehicles, mostly Impala, stalking them from the driveway in the dark. And this isn't the first time Adam had chased them away. Twice before, they'd sneaked up to the house and cut Adam's brake lines. (gasps) I know. During other occasions, they had inflicted thousands of dollars worth of damage on the Lack family's three vehicles. So they'd been trying to have something happen. But apparently, this is all because the Lacks, so they own that big piece of property. They had wanted to see the Clean Water Act and Iowa's 16 drainage laws enforced to stop their pollution plume that had caused the death of all their animals severely damaged their health and claimed too many of their neighbors cancer-ridden lives. So this is almost sounding like something for Aaron Brockovich type of thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So they were having all sorts of things happen on their land. Both Veronica and her husband, Gary, had endured years of different types of cancers, gone through rounds of chemo, radiation, only for another cancer to manifest. And they had to go to four more rounds on of uh, treatments at the Mayo Clinic. Holy but, cow. Um, several rounds of cancer. Their their neighbors had had all this cancer. All their animals were dying. Something was wrong there. Something's not right. Yes. Yeah. So Gary, her husband, had already outlived doctor's expectations, but the polluters weren't about to wait for him to, to die. Gotcha. All their children were grown and gone. So Adam and all his brothers and sisters, um, but they still needed Gary, the dad, out of the way so that they could only deal with Veronica because they thought a woman would be easier to. Easier to. Yes, because after all, everybody in Mitchell County in Iowa knew women running business and farms wouldn't do well. So let's see, they wouldn't. Wow, I feel like that is a is a gross overgeneralization. Yes. I would just. Mm. It sounds okay. like the type of place I could not live. It took two tries to get Gary Lack out of the way. But in January 2004, Gary Lack succumbed to poisoning by a haloperidol overdose in the hospital. So the nurse apparently purposely gave him this overdose. So that's almost a whole nother story. Like conspiracy theory thing. Okay. Oh. And Mm. yeah, she had stolen that medication from someone else to give him that overdose. So this is the dad. Interesting. So that's almost the story. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know. It gets so deep. Like I could almost do five stories on this. But um, after the dad's death, after Gary's death, Veronica and her son Adam dressed him in his favorite Hawkeye sweats. He was a big Hawkeye fan. Um, Two young men arrived with plans to take Gary to the funeral home in Osage, where Gary's other family members could stop to say goodbye. And he was only 58, so he wasn't that old. Sometime after leaving their home, 
And while en route to the funeral home, the two young funeral home employees received a call over the radio. A doctor from the Mercy Hospice, who'd never once met Gary Lack, dead or alive, called the mortuary with specific instructions to take his body immediately to Mason City for cremation. <gasps> yes. So they stole the body. Well, the two confused employees, they took their, diverted the route, headed to Mason City. There was no coroner or medical examiner that had examined him after his death, <gasps> let alone pronounced him dead or made any decision concerning the autopsy. Not one single doctor examined him after his death. And they made sure that no one had time to step in and ask questions, let alone leave the option of requesting an autopsy. And neither Veronica Lack or any of our children had signed any documents or given anyone permission to cremate him. Yet the cremation took place almost immediately without him ever being officially pronounced dead. That's crazy. I know. And she was, um, the, Veronica was given no advance notice of the cremation, never even allowed to request her husband's wedding ring before it burned Ooh. along with his body. So she never even got his wedding ring back. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that is, that is suspicious. <sighs> that is totally suspicious. I know. And then four years later, Veronica watches her son Adam's pickup trail down the road after the latest silent night harassment, that car. Because that's still happening even after this. Yeah. Four uh, years later, we're still dealing with these we're people still in the dealing driveway. with these assholes. They'd gone through this far too many times, but she knew he'd be right back because this keeps happening. Right. So she fell asleep on the sofa waiting for him to return. The Impala led Adam to a film unfamiliar area with an S-curve. Adam's truck, which showed no braking marks on the pavement, didn't make the second curve. The Impala sat parked in the middle of the roadway and Adam took the ditch rather than hitting the other vehicle. He didn't want to hurt the other person. His pickup rolled. He was wearing a seatbelt and the airbag deployed. He survived the rollover impact, but his feet were pinned beneath the dashboard. Oh my God. He removed the keys from the ignition and waited for help. The first 911 call to report his accident came in just minutes before midnight, but no medical personnel arrived. But um, those who did respond to what they called a single vehicle accident were county officials and firemen against whom he had testified in court just a year earlier. I'm not sure exactly to what. What? Yeah, Adam had already testified against them. So maybe it says later on, I can't remember what my research said. <laughs> Seven hours passed with no ambulance or other emergency medical services. He was pinned arriving. there for seven hours? Yes. Non-life-threatening injuries, but he'd still be dead within a few hours. According to Veronica Lack, the death of her husband and Adam were related to a cover-up. It was to an ongoing pollution plume from Mitchell County's illegally planned drainage system designed to drain wetlands down sinkholes, whatever that means. But farm animals died on a regular basis. Rural homeowners kept getting sick and most died. And intimidation kept many folks, but not the lax, quiet about the stench, the sinkholes, and the illnesses. The so people were being bullied. And the bullying methods keep being stepped up for the lax. Let's see, when Adam's truck was vandalized, as well as Veronica's blazer, the things that had happened to him in the past were broken windshields, cut brake lines, numerous other damages. The lax has gone to the sheriff, whose name is Kurt Yonker, in case anyone wants to know. <laughs> Um, they filed charges. 
related to vandalism, but he told them they couldn't do anything unless they provided a license plate number as proof to who vandalized their vehicles. Well, this explains why he's constantly driving them, yes. like following them off the property so he can yeah. get some So he's trying to get their evidence. Evidence, yeah. Doing mm-hmm. so proved nearly impossible as the founders, offenders shrouded the plates. They used to put things over their plates so that no one would see them. So apparently Adam tried again and again to get the stalker's license plate numbers, but found, I hear your cat. <laughs> Dang it. I'm just letting him in. What the heck? Yeah, let him in. Good. Clyde. Aww. Okay, Clyde. Okay, Clyde. Do you think you can zip it for a while? <laughs> but so Adam, shortly before his death, he told his mother that the next time he found someone watching their home from the driveway, he's going to go after him. He was going to go after him and make sure he got the license plate number. So you're right. That's what he was doing. Hi, Clyde. Mm. <laughs> So that night, neither he or his mom could read the Chevy and Paula's plate. So, of course, okay, took the bait and ran after him. And eight after eight hours after he his pick, his pickup rolled, <laughs> Adam remained inside his vehicle, and his ankles were still trapped beneath the dash. That's there insane. Was, there was no ambulance, no jaws of life to rescue him. So, but like. So he was sitting there, like he called, right? He obviously called nine. Somebody called, yes. And oh, well, maybe he didn't. Yeah, this is two thousand and eight. No, people had cell phones. Oh, he would have had it. He would have had it. So he could have called. Oh, why didn't he call back? I right. That doesn't make sense. How come he didn't keep calling and saying, "Is someone coming or what?" You know, he no. could have called his mom. He could have. I'm. I'm, I'm just curious. Called. So an interactive map showed just some of the average response times in this area. Most are about 10 minutes or longer, but none reached anywhere near 8 to 11 hours, which is how long it took for his response. That's nuts. Yes. And apparently something had been going on where they did not like him. Yeah. Sometime Mm -hmm. after 7 a.m., so he'd been laying there all night, July 13th of 2008, Ansgar, fire and rescue personnel strung chains across the ditch to Adam's truck, and according to 26 timestamp photos taken at the crime scene, which, yes, you can see the photos online, and I will put them on our Facebook page, they began to repeatedly lift Adam's truck and then drop it back down on What? Yes. One of the first drops crushed his right arm. (gasps) Oh! Another broke his femur, which is the bone between the hip and the knee. Hallis Graham continued to snap photos as the ongoing lifting and dropping mashed Adam's trapped ankles and then smashed his already dislocated left arm. Oh, my God. Yes. I know, Clyde. Right, Clyde? Clyde's like, uh, yeah, he's, he is beside himself right now. He is over Absolutely this. beside himself. Those present in the scene captured in the documented photos included Deputy Hines, or Hintz, okay. H-I-N-T-Z, Judge. Okay. Why is there a judge there? I don't know. Judge. Why? Yeah, why is there a judge there? Yeah, Judge Brian McKinley and the county coroner. And my question is, why is the coroner present? Yeah, why is the coroner there when they're still rescuing him? (laughs) And is that normal? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, nearly 10 hours after he found himself entrapped, the chain lifted and dropped his nearly crushed truck once again. This time, the drop immediately dislocated his neck at the (gasps) vertebra, killing him instantly. Okay, that's not, I'm sorry, that's not an accident. It's just like they're purposely dropping this truck over and over again. They never get the jaws of life. They never cut them out of there like normal people would do. Right. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know. 
it just makes me sick. So all these photos are being taken during it. Doctor. I'm so glad it was so well documented. Thanks guys. Put down the camera and lend a hand. Yeah. Assholes. And like, even in the pictures, you can see his arm punching into the ground (gasps) as he's trying to hold himself there and dig himself a breathing hole. It's horrible. Horrible. So he died approximately seven hours after the accident occurred. Seven hours laying there. So um, his blood, according to the timestamp photos, like you can see the timestamp photos, it wasn't sprayed all over the cab of his truck at the very beginning, but it is within <gasps> after them dropping. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy. Oh my God. I know. That's just awful. The <clears throat> images are what got me. Like you, uh, the first responders are just standing around taking photos. So, you know, can they be considered first responders since they didn't right. respond at first? I mean, I they're standing around and you can see them standing around all talking to each other, taking photos while he's oh my God. in his truck laying. <gasps> That's laying awful. So in antemortem photos, which were taken approximately eight hours after the Impala blocked the highway and Adam took the de- ditch rather than hitting the Impala, which he probably should have done instead. Right. In hindsight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It shows his head well above the ground while still upside down. But then more photos show him attempting to dig an airway through the dirt as the drop and crush efforts continue. And oh my God. More photos show him lying upside down inside the pickup truck alone and unassisted, pushing a fist into the ground, like I had said, as several individuals chat near the vehicle's front end. Oh my God. Why didn't anyone... I Obviously, know. they're not being able to lift up the truck very well. So let's let's stop this, get the guy out. Right. Why wouldn't you at least wow. the side? And this you know? is not yet considered a murder, like right. a homicide or a, because, a, because it's involving first responders, cops, judges. That's corners. insane. Yeah. That is insane. We Some lightness. Okay. Okay. Clyde so, stopped meowing. He didn't even know what to say anymore. He, he was, was just, just like, like, this is I, horrifying. And then he left. Like, yes. he's like, I'm out Like, here. I'm okay. out. This is so You guys sad. are bringing me down. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, okay. So, and then. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know. And then in the postmortem report with the x-rays, the photos, and the reports on file, they showed that C23 fracture, dislocations, and soft tissue swelling that occurred after his satisfactorily inflated lungs were still able to suck in and swallow <gasps> dirt because he was no. sitting there in the ground. And let's see, the postmortem report filed by the pathologist and the official certificate of death filed by that freaking coroner that was on the scene the whole time. How convenient that he was right yeah. there. <clears throat> they stated that his death was immediate and they checked off the manner of death as an accident. <gasps> I know. And in another ironic twist, Dr. Hagenman, that uh, coroner, cites the hour of death on Adam's death certificate as 06.50, a.m., the time of, time of death, directly contradicts doctor's own words about the approximate interval between onset and death as immediate, which obviously isn't because his accident was way earlier than that, particularly since the accident took place sometimes between 11.40 p.m. and 11.55 p.m the previous evening and the photo snapped by the state patrol officer the following day in broad daylight. Like if you look at him broad daylight, they show him very much still alive. (gasps) I know. So here's a little bit more 
background, Gary and Veronica Lack, they raised six children, most of whom went on to graduate with advanced degrees from Harvard, Brown, and University of Iowa. I mean, they have a really wow. smart family. They fought hard against upstream polluters and contractors who routinely victimize and cause great harm to downstream farms like the one Lacks owned. Still, they found themselves no match by the sheer number of those involved in the county's illegal drainage systems. It seems like many were involved. Reading yeah. this. There was anhydrous ammonia, atrazine, and lead poured into the fields and their homes drinking water while oh, they poured God. tens of thousands of dollars into chlorinating wells and plumbing systems for their home and animals. They paid vet bills and installation of a whole new house reverse osmosis filter system to try to keep themselves safe from the cancers. Oh my God. But the pigs on the family farm had started getting sick in the mid 90s and by 98 had developed tremendous masses and tumors. Ooh. So they were worried about their safety for human consumption and they still were unable to stop upstream polluters. So they quit raising pigs. And that same year, Gary, the father, had begun developing hormone feeding tumors, which sound horrible in themselves. Yeah. He went to the Mayo Clinic, the tumors spread, and he was killed in 2004 after a hospice nurse overdosed him with that unsubscribed medication she'd stolen from a recently deceased patient under her care. Yeah, the investigation into her actions produced a 25-page list of citations. Five more individuals died under her care. Whoa. Officials even completed their investigation. So something was wacky with her. Something is not, yeah. Yeah, and in 2005, Veronica had placed a call to the Iowa Department of Natural Resources asking them to test surface water flowing into the family farm from the west. The grass in the national wetland was burned out by rotten, decomposing cattle flesh and bones oh. that got oh. into the Lack family's aquifer via the sinkhole. So like, who would drink that water? Oh, oh my God. I know. So oh. she said the um, DNR agent, the Department of Natural Resources agent came out. His name was Dale Adams. Put that out there. He came out <laughs> to the lag farm, got his sample jars, walked down to the national wetland on their property. Upon seeing the cattle hair and smelling the water flowing in, Adams told her, you don't want to take this test. You will get your neighbors in trouble. But what? Yeah. So something's <laughs> going on. So Veronica, yeah. So Veronica insisted she wanted the test done. She needed to stay in compliance with EPA regulations. So she did the tests on her own, took the samples and sent them off to the University of Iowa Hygienic Lab, who provided detailed instructions. Test results came back marked urgent that (laughs) they had high levels of E. coli, membrane (gasps) fecal coliform bacteria, which sounds disgusting. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it does. None of it sounds safe. No, and total analyte lead of 36 times the quantitation limit. So obviously it's not good. More and more animals kept dying while families kept getting sicker. And Veronica keeps trying to fight against all this. She named all of the local landowners in a document to Iowa media outlets and boldly documented. smart. Yes. And she boldly documented the facts surrounding her son's torture and eventual death. And there was expose about how the runoff from Iowa farms was becoming a growing concern in the Gulf of Mexico. Like it was literally running all the way down. Oh my God. 
I know. And Iowa is one of the nine states that combined to deliver over 75% of all nitrogen and phosphorus to the Gulf's dead zone, making it and Illinois. Hello, Illinois. Oh, sorry. My bad. The country's two <laughs> largest polluters. So oh. <clears throat> I, on, on behalf of Illinois, I'd like to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize. I know. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. You can you can get what you can from it, but I think Adam's death sounds like a conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory, but actually something that... Yeah, I, I wouldn't classify it as an accident. No. You know, it does not that, sound accidental. Mm, and no. I'll put the pictures up on our Facebook page after yes. run our... Um, Please. Run the podcast so that everybody can see what I'm talking about when you can see his fist in the ground. And, oh, oh my God. and I'll put pictures... <clears throat> Of me and him from high school and other, oh. I know. Ugh, just me. How crazy is that for you to imagine? For you to picture like this person that you knew. I know it's bizarre, and he was like the sweetest, so kind. I don't know, quiet, tough guy that you just wanted as your friend, you know? Right. Oh my gosh, horrifying to think of the torture he had to go through. Just that to- is and. I mean, when you started the story, I thought this was going to be like the torture of whoever these people were who've been harassing them. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect the torture to be coming from the the, the first responders and the 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 coroner right. and the judge and all the people that right. are there. Just and even if they weren't the ones doing it, if, if you're standing there, you're 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 part of it. Yes, you're letting exactly. it happen. Like exactly. I don't think, no matter how much I hated a person, I could not stand there and watch them be crushed to death oh my god no like i don't care who it is i don't care there were a lot of people standing there (laughs) yeah that had to like make a conscious decision not to do something yes (gasps) and promised their i don't know their whole future on this livelihood that they said they were going to protect and serve and they did Mm. not it's wow and it's disturbed me for so many years but i figured hey i bet I'll help put the word out as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know. So that's heavy. So. That is heavy. <laughs> I need another drink. Hold I on. know. I know. Take a, I know. I know. Yeah. Poor Adam. For you, Adam. Yeah. We're taking a drink for you. To Adam. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. My sources for this episode on Adam Lack are from iowacoldcases.org by Jody Ewing and Reddit. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM. Hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. This podcast was created using Anchor. If you have a story you'd like to submit for a future episode, please email it to odfmpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at odfmpodcast. And check out our website, odfmpodcast.com, for more information on our episodes, your hosts, or general shenanigans. Mm -hmm.